Yo, what is this? I am pretty sure we're on episode 15, right? I think you're right. I think this is... Let me know. I'm going to title it episode you're 15. You're going to title it episode 15 regardless. That, that's that kind of what I'm looking for right now is just you saying fuck it and doing yeah. it like that anyway. I think it's 15. I'm well, pretty sure if, it is. And if it's not, it's 15. Here's and if the we thing. get 15 again, it's 15 part two. Well, we're at the top of the pod. I might as well mention it's it's hard to call it now because we actually debuted something. If you didn't know, we debuted something. It was something. our technical 15th episode of Data. Of, so you if know. you want to say this will be 16, I don't want to confuse the listener, though. No, this is 15. This is it's 15. 15 of the M&B show. Yeah. But for those of you who haven't checked it out, you, uh, you're you really missing out. If you should come and check out our new little sideshow, uh, CNC uh, Crime and Conspiracy. Right, Brandon? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to go over the wacky stuff we really love to go on tangents on about in this pod. And focus in and try to explain to people if they aren't clued in on what's going on in a, in a more focused aspect and stuff that just we we find interesting. I don't give a shit if the algorithm finds it interesting or whatever. We both loved the Natalia Grace story, so we covered Natalia Grace. Yeah, and I was so excited for our first episode to be Natalia Grace because I was so excited when I brought it up to you because I brought it up to you after I watched the first season and you were like, oh yeah, I've seen it. And then the second season came out and we kind of got to watch it at the same time and I just feel like we grew with the Natalia Gray story. We grew know? with it and we have some more growing to do, to be real. We, we're going to have to touch up on that when, when season three. And then and isn't that crazy? Because so now this creates a cottage industry of people, right? Like of, you know real-time coverage of these true crime stories, which, again, we discuss in the podcast. I'm kind of morally against that. But if it's interesting to me, it's fair game. I don't give a shit. I want to talk about stuff I'm interested in. So, As much as I am excited to see what happens, like, in the future of her life, I will say, you know, as more podcasts have done Natalia Grace now, and we've definitely been listening to them as well because we're obsessed with the story, right? End of the day, we're obsessed with the story. But... Some of the some of the newer stuff that's come up, you know, especially with the fact that she can't talk about her life really, like on social media or like with the media in any way, because that'll contractually fuck with her ability to make a third season of the show and continue to make them money. And then we also found out that I think both of us were kind of questioning how the fuck is this an HBO level podcast? Like this seems very like not an HBO level podcast like you've seen in the past. And Documentary. We did find you did this in the pod too. You I called that a know, pod. Dude. We need Natalia Grace on our podcast with Kodak Black, and we need to see dude. how they interact. No, what's Whoa. what's gonna happen is <laughs> what's gonna happen is, is we're gonna put both of them on their own podcast under our umbrella. I'm that, still tentatively oh, working M&B on the name show. for that. It'll be an M&B show. I like. It'll that. be an M&B show. It'll be like yeah, Natalia, Natalia and Kodak. You know. Wow, what a pairing. It would be yeah. nice, I think. Yeah, dude. You would get two That would be nice. <laughs> two polar opposite sides of the spectrum, right? Like without Are a they, doubt. Though? Or do they really find As themselves time goes in on, the they middle? start to kind of sound similar, I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny how many podcasts I've listened to on Natalia Grace and they're how many They're too afraid. They're they're scared to admit what's going on. But you know what? I'm afraid to talk about it right now. <laughs> Am I not? <laughs> you might have to go watch it for yourself to see what Yeah, go watch really. the Natalia Grace uh documentary and let us know what you think about how she sounded before and after living with the man. I don't man. even want to give too much away. All right? That's all I got to say. Enough said. Just let me know how that feels because she doesn't live there anymore. Newsflash. That's been explained post the second season. Oh, well, but... actually, since we're touching up on this anyway, we might as well discuss where she does live now. I don't want to dox Dude, her. But anybody to listening either. to the pod, there's a high likelihood they probably know us from somewhere together and uh, might find this little tidbit somewhat uh, interesting, actually. Yeah, what I, what we have found out is like we won't dox her, but she's definitely moved to upstate New York, and sure. like it's definitely in the Albany area, like her in new- the upstate area. Her new arc is to join Nexium. I, dude, I <laughs> told Sophie yesterday. I said one hundred percent. She moved up there because she's gonna learn from Keith Raniere while he's still out on bail, and then the day he goes to jail, 
she will rise and ascend into power of Nexium and be their new leader. She looks like she could lead a cult. She's she strong. could lead Nexium to the promised land, you know? I'd be into it. I'd I just think it. that she might need to get a stool in order to do all the brandings. Which is fine. Get her Which a little... is fine. It's totally yeah. fine. Get her a whole situation, I think. Get her all get her a whole thing where you like strap in like a snowboard so that she has traction I to mean, do dude, those. I mean, dude, she's got like Nexium money. She can get like robot stilts and shit if she wants. I kind of want robot stilts for she's myself, but powerful. I don't think I'll ever have the money. I actually saw somebody I know with like a disability who gets like rolls and lands rolls and stuff, not because of it, but like like when when somebody demands like oh somebody who doesn't have a hand for a certain specific shot like it makes it a lot it easier when you have easier, someone without a hand. Yeah, especially if they're a working actor and shit. So it's like, you know, they end up in a lot of, like, representation commercials and stuff like that. But they were talking, and they, they have a very interesting Twitter account and a very interesting insight into being disabled that I obviously, you know, don't. typically don't get. And it's like somebody who's succeeding with using it as a power of theirs. You know what I mean? But they put themselves up for testing on a whole bunch of interesting, like, appendages like new age appendages and like beta testing for stuff like 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 beta add-ons and dude these hands that they've got now it's like people are gonna get chop their own hands off to replace them with these things do they got like iron man hands over there they've got whatever you want bro is he shooting lasers out of this bitch they can do all sorts of wild shit and it's like it's uh it's crazy dude and now there's conversations where it's like if you had to have a usb port inputted on you at all times where on your body would you want it to be because like eventually they're just going to be hooked up with all this sick gear i would want it like right on my hip apparently they're talking about how the sternum on my belt like line apparently so 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 far the sternum seems to be the winning uh answer to this but this is like stuff where i was like i you know i think about this stuff in the abstract but not practically you know yeah like when i start seeing people having like legitimate (laughs) discussions about it i go holy shit dude this is crazy not even trying to be, you know, like if you're in that position and you want to, you know, get a leg up or whatever, like good on you. But this is wild how fa- how fast we're getting there. Yeah. And like, that's like, I think um, one of the first nerd, there's like the first Neuralink person in America, right? Who Elon Musk has like a chip in their brain. Yeah. it's the There's God. one of them right now. There's <laughs> one guy. Who do you think? Oh, man. I Oh, God. Dude, Who's the you- guy? You know, who is it? You've got to have some balls on you. Like, I, everybody's going to clown on you and shit on you or whatever, and me too. But, like, you got to have a set of nuts on you or whatever to be able to just... That just to requires... be the first person to go through that. You I mean, know he signed you can infinite read, waivers. You can read about how many monkeys have died in testing this shit. Like, it, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of dead animals, dude, involved so, in this But process. at the end of the day... What's going to be easier, carrying a phone with you all the time or just having it in your brain? I mean, it's I'm like gonna basically be real. there. I'd rather continue to carry the phone. No, I, I, I agree, but we know of a time from before even phones. Like, they're, ki- you know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it's going to be man. it's going to be so normal by the time we're old. I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm going to become yeah. that grumpy old man, dude. I can already feel it coming I mean, this, in my yeah, Well, you start to understand how this happens to like every generation with the advancement of tech. But here's the thing. That 90s tech boom is a huge part of, I feel like, you know, 80s into 90s tech boom with like, you know, obviously the internet and all of everything that came with that and all of like the advancements in like lasers and superconductors and all this crazy shit that just kind of came up out of nowhere. Really exponentially push this forward faster than i think i think that specific time period will be studied in the history books in like a really fascinating way in, in the future the 90s were like all around sick i, I mean know. for the u.s anyway it was, tar- yeah. it was definitely the peak it was like yeah uh, you know we've peak- never been better we've never I honestly been better. think we were probably at peak integration i think if anything from 2024 to 1990 we have become way more divided <laughs> like Yes, dude. Uh, and I know that there's purpose, a lot of old but... school shitty racism and a lot of old school shitty misogyny in the 90s, and I'm not trying to excuse that either, but like people were less at each other's throats because the economy was doing well, you know? Yep. So it's like you only kind of had to look out for yourself and like not I really, really worry about it, what everybody better. else is doing. Yeah. I, I really think when money's better, people just genuinely treat each other better. Like when everyone has more money in their pocket. Everyone's going to treat each other a little bit better. Big time. But, all right. You want to get into our first story of the day? Because I'm already like kind of it. irritated. So this one really pisses me off. So I'm all just right. going to jump right into it. Um, all right. 
I don't know if you have heard about this, but last week, Alabama, they really showed, you know, that they're still Alabama. Like, regardless of what year, you know, century, any of that stuff that we're in, um, they're still living in the original thought process. And they made a law that uh, defined embryos as viable children. I don't even know what that means. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> so, like, you know, like, like, you know, the egg, the the embryo, the fertilized egg that they, I mean, the unfertilized egg, really, um, is well, an now embryo considered a viable child. Is an embryo, embryo is after the sperm goes in there. No. They're joined at one yeah, at some point? Yeah, and then they freeze it. You're right. You're okay. right. Yeah, appease my ignorance. Oh, wait, these are like, fr- okay, all right. I see so they freeze them, about. right? That's yes. kind of what happens. So... Basically, that since they've defied them as viable children. Oh, you're talking new... about. Oh, it, it's just clicked in my head what we're talking. This is like <laughs> the the little cups that you you jizz in for science yes! or whatever. Those yes, are babies then they, now. Then they use the little dropper <laughs> and they suck it into that, and then they put it on top of like some more like female gross shit, you know. And they mix it together and they put it in the freezer. That's a kid now. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like, if if you and your partner. In Alabama, we're to like both excrement on the bed and then shake it up. That's a kid. Excrement. That's an insane way just of putting it. Shake it up, dude. You just okay. shake it up on the bed with like a with like a spoon. Okay, or something. that's enough. Is enough. No, I no. See. You just you just froth it, you know, and then yeah. you're right there, right? That's a child. Oh my god. So the new you know when states- the the fucking the ketchup packet. You're trying to get the ketchup packet out, and you, you, you thought <laughs> you got it, but like that first little squirt isn't really. Doing it it yep. isn't really ketchup but it's that's viable that's a viable child <laughs> that according to this absolutely yeah um the new law states unborn children are children without exception based on developmental stage physical location or any characteristics so it doesn't matter what stage it's at if the two things have been brought together by any means that's a kid. Mm, okay, Alabama. I raise you. <laughs> what else can be a kid? Let's see. Uh, Dude, I'm looking I'm... around my house. Start anything that you might find a little <laughs> gross. It might uh, just be a kid. I don't know. Uh, there's like this like mold on the ceiling in my bathroom. That's definitely a kid. It might be. It's a viable child, dude. This is um like okay. Uh. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. Growing up somewhere <laughs> I, where like you've never really had to worry about this stuff before, it's kind of mind-boggling that people do have to worry about this in our country. I am yeah. going to say that. Yeah, there's a lot of women out there, men, men and women, who both got to deal with the consequences of this situation, right? And you go, this is uh, this is everybody's problem now because yeah. you know, yeah, it takes two to make a baby, and it takes uh, a lot of stuff goes on. So it's like you know, you can't be. You can't be designating stuff that is not alive yet, right? Like I, I, wanna, a lot, like I know not. this is like a like a like a philosophical issue, right? Like, I yes, get it. I this do is get a bigger that. thing that people fight about every day, and Absolutely. I do get that. And I like you know, I, and I I land on one side. I, which side you'll never know, but <laughs> I'll never tell the audience. <laughs> I'm never gonna let them know the truth. I'll, ne- I'll never. But what I do think is that you know we just keep going. A little bit more crazy, a little bit more crazy, a little further away from even common sense amongst conservatives, let's say. Like, yeah, I know we're talking about like the average lunatic, born again, maniac conservative who is completely out of touch with reality that isn't their church or whatever. Like 110 percent. That's a lot of America, too. There's no denying it. But I mean, one, there's a reason for that. That's that doesn't happen in a vacuum. And two, like. I don't know. Like there are women who preach this stuff as Christians who I think actually have to think about it on a, on a deeper level if it ever happens to them. And then they might change their opinion. Like, you know, you never know. Like, it's like, this is just a shitty all around situation to be putting anybody in. But like, I don't know. I, I and think, what, what I, I really judging, want to say about judging that a bunch of liquids as people is just is like wild. so far away from like what the average person thinks is a person. You know what I mean? Like, Regardless of real takes, I'm just like, dude, come on. And you brought up a great point that, you know, it's like these, some of these women haven't experienced the things that 
go towards having to have a mindset like this, right? Yeah. And maybe that's why they create laws like this or vote one way or another, right? True. But I'm going to raise you one and say the worst part is is that I honestly believe in the Alabama you know, government system that it's a majority men who are making these laws. Yeah. And they will never, ever experience anything that will give them any kind of – understanding of what goes through this and there's not even an opportunity for it well not you know to be I mean? preachy either but like if you're a man and you're making legislation like this and you don't even consult with women or you don't listen to you know or you only listen to women that confirm your bias or whatever you're a fucking coward you're a coward you can't what yeah. you're scared of of having like a real conversation with a woman who might disagree with you and i'm not even who might I, have like, an I, opposing sound like, I sound like a joe yeah. biden voter right now but like, <laughs> <laughs> you dude like it's crazy like dude just like be real even if you if you know just even if you're gonna stick to your conviction convi- your convictions or whatever and you're not gonna budge on this issue like i feel like a lot of these guys don't even they just they just go in there and you're like dude you're a fucking pussy like yeah and they would never say these things like two women because at the end of the day like a strong woman would no, probably they probably will because them. they're provided all sorts of protections as lawmakers and they're, they're not scared of the populace like they fucking should be and true they, they look at the guy who was getting away with saying kill them all this week on fucking it's like the the people say all sorts of wild shit and you go you know regardless of how you feel about politics like that's not a political issue you can't go kill them all that's not yeah, a statement that anybody wants that's to not, hear that's from not appropriate. yeah it's not right yeah Fuck and you. the so the big piece here that's really come uh up this week is the folks who are trying to do ivf right which is like the assisted um fertilization of a woman using these embryos right right so the problem is is i recently had a conversation with my wife about this because her sisters came through ivf and i looked it up ivf costs anywhere from 10 to thirty thousand dollars to do one time and you're already not guaranteed with 10 to 30 grand thrown down that a kid is going to happen you know what I mean? That a viable pregnancy is going to occur. With that, this isn't something where, like, you just go in, throw 30 grand on the table, and then they they they, pug, they pump you up and you're done. You know, that's not how this works. This is something where you have to go over and over again, over a monthly period of time, and have multiple, you know, sessions done in order to attempt to have a viable pregnancy right for the well, and with any wonderful right and with any wonderful situation involving u.s healthcare, or wonderful healthcare system here in the u.s if uh you know that's going to scale with your income like if you're oh. a poor person and oh. you're going to places that don't have the best means to be able to pull this type of thing off you're going to have worse results and you're going to put up money yep. for results that are going to tank and if yep. you're going to the best hospital in the fucking country that you can afford all these extra bells and whistles and insurances and some of these people because are Because there is no insurance coverage for this. So you're paying out of pocket regardless. Yeah, some of these people like are going to eventually be able to eugenically pick the genes of the kid. Like it's like Gattaca! I mean, dude, we've probably had this debate already and like the tech is there. It's just a matter of like having the actual moral debate and it's just like, you know, it's, I'm sure with the, with what we've been, if you'd be scared to find out what we've experimented with medically and it's like what we've probably, what we're probably able to achieve medically versus what we're willing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Well, basically wrapping this up. I just think it's insane because these women, you know, there are women out there and doctors are writing, explaining this. There are women out there who are halfway, a quarter of the way, you know, three fourths of the way through their IVF process. And now they've had to freeze all embryos because they don't know the doctors and the nurses don't know what kind of legal repercussion is going to be written in the coming days about IVF. And every medical professional, which I don't blame them, dude, is scared as fuck to do IVF right now or hold an IVF appointment in Alabama. And it's just like a fucking terrible situation because then essentially from what I'm taking from this is if you're in the middle of IVF right now in Alabama, unless you can like pick it back up in another state, which I don't think you can do because like it's your embryos and stuff. And how are they going to send that there? You're fucked. Like, you're out all that money. Yeah. That's crazy. It's just a shitty situation to be in. I feel bad. I honestly do. You're, uh, like, you're a fucking... 
your bitch for passing out laws like this, I think, honestly. It's like, dude, they don't even get a say in it. And they just, like, have to, like, they think about it. Like, the average guy has to get surgery if you fuck yourself up or you have yeah, some sort dude. of medical issue or whatever. It's like, I, I will exclude those who have, like, regular medical problems from this as that probably isn't the majority of people. Like, yeah. Fuck you. You have no idea what it's like, dude. You have you don't. no idea at all. And I hate it, dude. I hate when people act like they do or when they speak for people. And it's like, dude, you would cry. You'd fucking cry and bitch and moan if you had to go through any of the shit they do. And it's like, regardless of takes or political, what this isn't political. You know, you share the planet no. with people and you have to be respectful of their shit. And people don't respect fucking women dude it's crazy no they don't and my big thing is dude is like if it's not your body just don't give a shit about it if it doesn't affect you personally perfect example a lot of these fucking guys will well are are one or the other when it comes to you know bodily rights and functionality when it comes to like choosing a vaccine for yourself or whatever and it's like and and to be fair i think that there are some arguable points to be made about bodily autonomy when it comes to, you know, certain things, but like you can't then turn around and tell women that they can't get abortions. It's literally insane. No, you can't. Or like, here's the whole thing, dude. Like we bitch about any kind of procedure that a man needs to have when it comes to like their testicle, their testicles or anything like that. Right? Like dude, any testes fucking thing, a guy freaks the fuck out. Imagine if they were like, Sorry, dude. We can't really do those surgeries anymore. Yeah, imagine you, you had to keep s- those baby making parts. Imagine you had a guy like spread your legs and check your testes every month, and like not just check your testes, but like <laughs> go in there and fuck around and find out about your testes. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if there was just like a little opening. You know, you could just go up yeah. in there. Yeah, it's just, it's what just a fucking a- horrifying thought. Again, you guys couldn't. Cut, it's a mystery to us in our in our older years, dude. <laughs> Truly, you know. And you live and you go. I still, I act like I get it, but I, you know. Yeah, dude, we're just all pretending that we have any idea what's going on down there. <laughs> we're I was just writing, all fucking. I was writing a, a stand-up bit about how uh, if you just act like you're moving uh, an upper decker to a lower decker, like a zin, <laughs> she'll stay with you forever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That it, one, it requires that... a little workshopping, but we're you know <sighs> we'll get there. It'll get stage ready, you know. Well, but dude, yeah, I just think you know I'm with you on this. This is stupid. Uh, yeah. I just think it's stupid as fuck, dude. Breaking kayfabe for a minute. Gonna go full lib on your asses. <laughs> <laughs> your asses. Sorry, I respect your people. Are mine. Sorry, I respect um, people. If that's cooked, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if it's so cooked to have so- sex. Some with more than with a woman, the same woman more than one time. That's cut. <laughs> I really like uh, Finn McKinty on Twitter. How he's always like, "My girlfriend's boyfriend bought me this." <laughs> he posts, <laughs> People like, did me <laughs> Yo, he posted some quest. He posted in. Okay, like before we go into the next topic, <laughs> since you brought him up, and, and yeah, what do you I do? Like, you know, I like what Finn. Do you do? We're friends. We follow each other. He, we have a lot of mutual friends, but like I. <laughs> He, he tweeted about, um, and I'm, I'm going to go full lib on this one too, actually. Hang on, ready for this? So Franz, a friend of the show, Franzilla, um, from <laughs> Attila, he, uh, I have played shows with Attila big time. And uh, so he, I love the Attila. He tweeted great. about uh, if you have pronouns in your, I'll boil it down simple. If you have pronouns in your bio, you're just like, you don't live in the real world. People don't actually yeah, act yeah, like yeah, that yeah, in yeah. the real world. Like you're, you live online, you don't know, whatever, uh, tweeted that out, which, you know, even if, even if you're not, even if you think it's kind of cringe, right. I think you're wrong. Have you seen kids today? Like they love this shit and it's fine. Like, yeah, it's the truth. You're absolutely right. So you're out of touch. If you don't think the real world fucks with this shit, because they do like the young kids do. So you just don't know what the real world is. You don't even understand your own fan base at this point. You're so out of touch. But anyway, he tweeted some dumb shit like that, and McKenty was in support of it. And I was like, dude, you look like stupid for like support. That's interesting because I've heard I've heard people say that his wife is transphobic. His wife has a right wing grifter YouTube not grifter. She probably believes this shit, but she's got like a right wing. Come right-wing... on the pod, girl. We'll oh, have you on. I would Great love to have her on you. the pod. She, we'll I think have them both on. I don't she, give a fuck. She doesn't get like too many like she does all right on youtube right like you know pretty yeah. good 
But I think she's been doing it just as long as he has. She just talks about okay. like culture war shit. You know what I mean? Like Ben Shapiro style videos about like yes. the woke mind virus, which is so funny. It's got to be such a crazy house. Like she's got like fucking like that going on in one side of the room. And on the other side, he's like, Pierce the Veil was the greatest band of the early 2000s. Yeah, he really is a little <laughs> cuck, actually. She's, she's in the like, other room talking the about the woke mind virus. Yeah, the woke mind virus is taking over the country. We need to stop being lame pussies. And he's like, Pierce the Veil is actually really good. And <laughs> and uh, I actually love uh, all of K-pop stuff now. We're going to do a review of 21 Pilots' top 10 songs. That's uh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry to detract i'm sure like one person knows what we're talking about <laughs> Yo, finn we do love you by the way don't take finn, it come on the pod either. come on maybe we'll get come on the pod we'll dude. get him on we'll question about his wife <laughs> <laughs> just grill his ass dude tell me more tell me more about your wife dude. Uh, tell me more about your wife anyways i'm gonna jump over to flint michigan and believe it or not this story not, is not dude? about gross water dude i was gonna say dude i don't know i'm not trying to i'm not thirsty <laughs> Today. I'm not thirsty. Yo, before I get started on this one, though, do you remember when uh, Obama fake drank that glass of water from uh, Flint, He's Michigan? Like, I am not drinking that on stage. <laughs> puts it up to his lips like fake gulps and puts it back down. I will no pretend to drink moved. it. I will put it to my lips. I will not drink it for real. <laughs> well, Flint, Michigan continues to impress. Shout um, out. <laughs> literally uh, emphasis on the shout so in flint michigan a man uh whose two-year-old daughter shot herself in the head with a revolver last week has officially been the first person charged under the state's new law requiring proper gun safety storage so this is called the michigan gun storage law and i feel like for years now when kids have issues with guns especially at home they're like how the fuck does these kids get access to guns at home? And no one ever really feels like they have to take responsibility for it or that anyone does end up taking responsibility for it, I should say. And Michigan's decided that they're going to become the first state. And this was actually only put into law on February fucking 16th of this month. So this is literally the first time they've instilled it this week because it's been around for like. So she shot herself days. in the head with a revolver. Yes, a two-year-old. Is she still and alive? Like, dude, I almost have a two-year-old at home. That's the crazy part. She is still alive, but she's in critical condition. I actually read a very important piece of information. One of my one of the haters on Twitter, dude. One uh-huh. of the haters on Twitter told me that you know if you're going to kill yourself and you do it like you know you shoot yourself in the head, you can't shoot yourself in the head up because no, because then you, you end up like you won't touch your brain. You'll blow your face out and you won't touch yep. your brain. So if you're going to yep. do it up in the neck, easy. Don't recommend anybody do that. But, like, that's actually you know, really important knowledge. <laughs> you know that front of the face is what happened to that Black Sabbath fan. I'm not saying everybody, like, kills themselves because of depression, too. You could be in a fucking room being locked up, tortured. Who knows, dude? They could have finally came for your ass. Today was the day. Today okay? was the day. You, you were locked you away. You finally knocked out the guard, dude. You've got the Glock 9. You know there's no way out, dude. You're like, this sucks. I can't be doing this. And then you end up just accidentally blowing your face off? Oh, my God. What a day. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's horrible. I'm glad she survived. Here's the thing old, about dude. those. Yeah, the, the thing about those revolvers is I feel like the caliber levels are fucking crazy high on them most of the time. So yeah, it's dude, like, there's no such thing as, like, a baby revolver. You're not shooting you know nine I mean? No pun intended. Revol- yeah, no. you're not. Oh, God. Thank God she's all right. That's crazy. Yeah, and I don't know if she – honestly, I don't know if she's all right. I don't know if she's going to make it. Like, she's still in critical condition. Oh, she's in critical condition. Yeah. Fuck. They arrested her dad, though, Michael Tolbert. He was 44, oh, and he was arraigned on nine felony charges, which includes first-degree child abuse and then violation of Michigan's gun storage law, which I think is badass. Like, if you are going to fuck around and leave guns around your kids and shit happens – there has to be consequences for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, um, you know, I think there's a lot with being a responsible gun owner, but like, I don't really know if it's even possible if you've got kids realistically, like just you're, don't, yeah. I'm a, I was a kid up, you know, if I wanted to get into something, you're getting the fuck in there. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at how many instances of kids who take their parents guns and then go do fucking awful things with them, whether it be who knows any awful thing with them. 
It's like those parents, a lot of them probably thought they had their shit locked up. I'm sure. I'm sure they did. And then their kid like figured out the safe or like mastered where it was hidden in the house. Like, cause kids are fucking smart and deceptive, dude. Like I would do anything I could to do, you know, whatever I wanted around my parents as a kid. And that's how I feel. Every kid still is today. Like, let's not be foolish. You yeah. Know? And they're not emotionally ready to even be near a firearm. If you ask me, like, I know people are like, you got to train your kids young to be able to defend themselves and stuff. And like, it's, you know, whatever. I think it's okay to just, agree to disagree on certain things yes yeah yeah uh i I don't like the videos of the eight-year-olds like like taking apart and reloading an ak-47 really fast i mean if you saw a video of a bunch of chinese kids doing that you'd freak out yeah or like middle eastern kids or anything you'd be like oh my god that's the the mentality of a lot of these people it's like it's it's rooted in like xenophobic bullshit and it's like not actually about defending your country because when you have to defend your country it's going to be against people who look a lot more like you in my opinion than an invading force coming to America, dude. Like, I don't know. I agree with you 100%, dude. They're going to look way more like you than They're probably gonna you know, be what everyone wants feds, you to believe. And you're going to have to fucking, you know what I mean? Like, that's. <laughs> hey, everybody, go watch A24 Civil War in theaters next month. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if the CIA is involved with the release of that movie. Dude, absolutely. They're involved in everyone. Well, you know the Department of Defense certainly had to okay everything that happens in that movie before it comes that's out. That's what so. I thought about, too. Like, you can't just, like, in this day and age, put out a major motion picture that's it's like It's not that. just this day and age. Like, Hollywood for forever has had ties to the the defense industry by and by the, the fact that you need to... If, here's the thing. Like, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is a perfect example of this. They use a lot of actual military tech in that movie. Okay. They also use like Lockheed Martin's name in that movie, and interesting. All, I didn't. I didn't notice that. It's pretty interesting. They're on the boxes. Um, but it's, that makes sense though. It's uh, everything that happened in that movie got approved by the Department of Defense, and they actually were like not. They were suspicious of Spielberg actually having somebody like a whistleblower telling him stuff because of the stuff that he was like wanting to put in the movie because it kind of mirrored supposedly mirrored stuff that they had actually knew. Like you know whatever. It's pretty interesting, but. And they, he had real guys who worked on the, the UFO project, on like, produce that movie with him and, like, guide him towards the way it should look and shit, which is, like, pretty interesting. But, That's pretty fucking sick, though. But all like, that stuff needs to get... it. Yeah, it is sick. But all that stuff yeah. definitely needs to get approved by the DOD. Top Gun, because they use military... Like, because yep. the U.S. military is in those movies, they approve literally everything. And there's stuff that they had taken out of those movies, you know what I mean? Because they were like, we don't like the way this presents this or this or that the way that it makes them portrayed what you're watching unfortunately could be classified as just defense department propaganda most of the time it's crazy but and people don't want to think about it that way but hollywood has always been tied to the military and and showing like hand in hand and because I mean, at the end of the day, like a lot of the original films in Hollywood were military propaganda. Sure. For every country, like for every country in the world, you can go back and look at like who was considered the great Actually, like, director, look, producer of the 30s and the 20s for those times. Oh, I it's forget, always the people who made the war movies. I forget what it was called. Birth of a Nation, I think, is the first movie yep. with sound or something in America. Is that the Nazi one? It's or? the KKK. The KKK. It's a recruitment film for the KKK. It makes the KKK look like badass crusaders and shit. Like it's (laughs) not a bunch of fat hillbillies. And it's it's presented like zero irony. Like they dress cool. Like this, this, this outfit hasn't been attributed to like evil yet. You know what I mean? Like this is like a thing that, that it was like true indoctrination and propaganda. It's kind of crazy. That's fucking. I've heard of the movie. I, I now that when you said it, I remember. I I can't say I've like seen it or seen any. There's parts like a of whole it, bunch but. of interesting shit about that movie, but it's it's you know it literally is a recruitment tool for for the KKK at the time, and that that and that's how that's and we're at Netflix now. <laughs> <laughs> what's next? Well, I'll tell you what's next for us, and that's uh, coming to a topic that I feel like comes up all the time. But I want our listeners to be aware of how truly terrifying it is because this is the third time we've brought it up, but it's super real. And we're going to go back to the Boeing 737s, friend. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. My favorites, dude. These planes are broken. I was just speaking. These are some shitty fucking planes, Just dude. speaking to my, uh, my Southwest plug, my guy who works at Southwest, <laughs> and he was telling me, dude, he's scared to fly right now. 
Yeah, dude. Since the beginning of the year, we have seen multiple accidents occur within the United States from things like wheels falling off to that cargo Boeing plane, like splitting in half and catching on fire in the middle of the air, all the way down to that door popping open a few months ago that Pretty we sure talked that was about like a whole, Yeah, a whole side panel fucking flew off eventually. I thought it was like the whole safety door. Maybe. That yeah, like sense. the one you pull out to jump off, you know? Yeah. Um, but with all this going on, right, I've had heightened anxiety when flying. I had to fly on vacation. I know you flew here a couple months ago, and you're flying next month, too. So, yep. like, babe, just hold on, you know? Just hold on tight. Make sure your seatbelt's really fucking... That's the other thing, dude. What the fuck is that seatbelt going to do on an airplane? Well, okay? maybe not in a crash, but in turbulent situations, it might save you from a lot of shit. From, like, not hitting the top. But, like, if we're going to wreck, dude... I mean, it's not going to do shit if you wreck, honestly, no. but it might, no. it might actually, because like, here's the thing. You go flying out of that seat. You're definitely dead. Yeah. I mean, if tell you that stay to in the... it, yeah, it'll suck. You might break a million things, but like you, I mean, you might live, you might, you might live. live. Yeah, fucking nice. Yeah. People survive these fucking things, dude. It's crazy. That's the other thing that gives me hope too. I'm like, as long as I'm not on like a six hour flight over the ocean, I'm good. You know, that's what Sophie and I were talking about last week. She was like, you know, I would be so scared to just openly fly over the ocean. Because we were talking about how crazy being on a cruise is, like mid-expedition, no land anywhere out at night. Yeah. Just looking at the water is... Mm -mm. Most of the guys in handguns' first time on a... Well, to a couple of them, first time on a plane was our flight to Japan. I think it was like a 14-hour flight over the oh, ocean. Oh, I'm sure they loved that so much. Dude, just got way too drunk because they were so scared. It was, like, a lot. And by the time we landed in Tokyo, like, we couldn't walk out of, out of the plane. Like, it was just free drinks the whole time. So you were just, like, fucked. <laughs> Luckily, I was still straight edge at the time. So I was, I was rocking and rolling. But, I yeah, dude, I mean, it's scary because, like, your brain goes there a lot. Especially when you have 12 hours of a fucking flight left. And you're like, <laughs> you just have so much free time. You know, you have so much fucking free yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, they really, um, they loaded us up with movies, which was dope. But, yeah. So I will say, a uh, recent report came back from the National Transportation Safety Board, and they found that the uh, four bolts that should have held the door in place when it went flying off the Boeing were missing when it left the factory. Which is massive, dude. Yeah. That sucks. I've heard, uh, what's it called? It's not to be confused with Spirit Airlines, but I think the manufacturer is also called like Spirit Airline Manufacturer or something like that. I don't think they even okay. make Spirit planes. I think Tough that's break. completely Tough different for world for yeah. them. Yeah, they're just had the name. But um, there was like a whistleblower within the company recently that reported, I think it was to Lever News, which is like more like a you know DIY news site or whatever, but they have a couple of like bigger journos working there. Yeah. It, um, yeah, they were reporting to them that they they tried notifying about this, about that there were issues with the with this screw and blah, 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 and they tried to get it escalated. It got ignored. They got sent to production, and people knew. Nobody, supposedly. nobody cared. Supposedly, nobody gave a fuck. Yeah, supposedly it left the building. People knew, which is fucking terrible. That's so fucking gross, dude. Well, I'll tell you, I think the person that's the scapegoat for this is going to end up being Ed Clark, who's the head of the Boeing 737 passenger jet program, which basically sounds like he's, you know, the guy who makes all of the fucking calls when it comes to these 737s. They have fired his ass yeah. as of yesterday, which, dog, it's long overdue for our boy Ed, I think. Problem is, uh, you know, Boeing, Lockheed, Raytheon... These are the same companies we were just talking about. You know what I mean? Like these, these are companies that are bigger than our elected officials and it's very, very hard to hold them accountable. There, there is literally a potential and I'm not, I, I have known to be passionate about this and be serious about this and stuff, but like based on pe what people a lot smarter than me and people who have held positions in power say, these companies are in possession of technology that would put a fucking, put the brakes on everything instantly. And uh, instead, they're putting out junk that could kill people, like yep. for real. And and most because it's cheaper, I'm sure. Well, they look at 737s, maxes as mega buses for poor people. These are not private planes. These are not Cessna jets. These are not the fucking SR at 71. These are not, you know, these these are not the beef the B two bomber, which is like they say potentially doesn't even use conventional propulsion a plane that old there's te there's classified tech within that plane that allows it to maneuver in ways that it shouldn't be able to so they say that they were already 
fucking working with shit in the sky that we're flying over the fucking football games that has classified tech in it. Okay. And, okay. and we're, well, we can't get that for us. Uh, Fuck us. They, they don't, they don't they have no interest in keeping anybody safe. And maybe That's they do. Maybe they do. Maybe I have. That. I don't think they do. Well, here's the I thing. really do think at the end of the day, it's a money thing. Yeah. But if you have this tech and you have the crushing weight of knowing that this tech exists, but we don't really know how to attain it or whatever it is, like however it is, might not be aliens, whatever it is. These guys have something that is a huge jump away. That could be dangerous if it gets into the wrong hands, too. I agree. So you and could, you you could be living under a whole sort of stress. But, like, here's the thing. You can't prove to me otherwise that it's not nefarious until you start being transparent about it. And these companies are not yeah. transparent at all. They won't tell you. Boeing is directly involved in this shit. And, like, they need to at least hold themselves to a higher standard because everything slips when these companies start putting out junk. And Boeing is supposed to be, like, the top of the top. Like, when you think airplanes, you think Boeing. If they slip up like this, it's only a matter of time till. Everyone under them feels the idea that they can as well. Well, we've talked know? about, yeah, exactly. I a hundred percent agree. And we've talked about this on the podcast before and I'll keep it brief, but like, I know we've talked about on, you know, say you're watching CNN or you're watching MSNBC or you're watching Fox, any of those, you, you will potentially see a Boeing ad. I've seen them before. You oh, see yeah. ads ran by Boeing. This is not to get you on Southwest. This is not to get you on Delta flights. That would be a Delta ad or a Southwest yep. flight. These are Boeing ads. They're just to show off that they have this spectacular tech that they're working on to keep you safe or whatever, or make your life better, whatever. Those ads are not working to advertise them in any way that makes them any profit. They're a money sink. Why do they do them? They run them because they keep the lights on at CNN. And when there are negative reports, like the manufacturer at Boeing not doing the screws correctly and everybody fucking knowing about it, but them sending it to production anyway, it's places like the Lever News that have to pick up the story instead of CNN. CNN chooses not to pick up the story because their lights are being kept on by fucking Boeing ads. And that is a problem that people see. I'm not in the business of buying a fucking fighter jet from Boeing. And I don't want one either. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm never going to be able to afford one. And I'm not that, you know. Yeah. I don't know, dude crazy shit and most people in america i would say are also not you know the people who watch tv are also not looking for a fucking fighter but they're jet. not thinking about it like that and i don't blame yeah. them they're just watching tv to watch tv and maybe try to stay informed on what's going on and this is the type of they're being gaslit by the same company they should be getting investigative journalism on instead of getting you know the real deal 100 percent agree well i'm gonna move on to a topic a little lighter i feel like we've been going hard on some pretty Pretty, pretty, pretty big topics here, but instead I want to jump into Washington, D.C. and our boy John Cheeks. Now, John <laughs> Cheeks is our guy. John okay? Clappin' Cheeks, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Middle name, Clappin'. Now, John, Mr. Cheeks here, he purchased Get a Powerball. Get the fuck, dude. Is this Sandy's dad? It is. It it's is. It's nice. It is. He's a massive squirrel. <laughs> He's just a fucking massive squirrel. Big ass squirrel. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> but old old John here, he bought a Powerball lottery ticket on January 6th, right? And like who doesn't play the Powerball once in a while, right? Who you doesn't play Who doesn't play the Powerball on Insurrection Day, baby? Let's <laughs> like day. dude, I didn't even think about that, but he was like <laughs> big day, better get a lottery ticket, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, Cheeks was like he didn't our boy Cheeks, he didn't really worry too much about it cuz like no one thinks they really win. They just kind of buy them and throw them in their wallet, right? Yeah. And so he sat on the numbers posted and he said the digits that he chose were a combination of family birthdays and other numbers of personal significance, right? What happened was is he went home and he watched the Powerball from the day before and his fucking numbers showed up, bro. Like the holy grail, like on TV, took a picture, double check, triple check, quadruple checked, had other people check. He won, right? And the Powerball was up to like I think over three hundred million dollars at the time. So it's been getting our, up there for sure. Our boy Cheeks was like, "I'm in for the payday of a lifetime," right? So he said he went to bed that night. He didn't really freak out about it. He just tried to play it cool go to bed and said like we'll, we'll, we'll go get that money in the morning okay however 
when he went to submit his ticket and collect his winnings, he was informed that the ticket was not a winner and that there had been an accident. And they told him he could simply just throw that ticket in the trash. Now, I think he thought very much like you and I, he did not discard that ticket. Instead, he put it in a safety deposit box, called the lawyer, and sued the fucking Powerball, dude. Um, which I think is incredible. Like, go ahead and sue the fuck out of him. I don't really now, know how this Powerball. I don't even understand lottery. How does it work? <laughs> Somebody explain to so, me the lottery, please. So you pick you pick these like eight numbers, right? Yeah. Essentially, I've played and it before. They, I think they have them fall. They have the balls fall. I've down seen and that on TV in and the cable TV. If, the, if those match the numbers on your ticket in the right order, you win. Yeah, I get that. But like, when does that run out? Like, what when, when, is that forever? Do you get to ca- claim that whenever the fuck you like? They pull new well, numbers. Yeah, right? you can claim it. I think I think you have a certain amount of time. I'm not a hundred percent sure. See, I don't get any of that. It sounds so stressful. Like I could never keep yeah. up. This is uh, why I buy scratch offs. <laughs> this is why I'm fucking stressed out all the time. This is why I need Lexapro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gambling um, is hard, dude. So I'm sure everyone who's listening is asking, like, well, what the fuck was the error? Because like he had a picture of it. It lined up. What happened was is they have a team that is a quality assurance team, and they accidentally posted test Powerball numbers on the game's live website instead of doing it in their development environment, which mimicked the site but was not viewable to the public. But they posted it on the wrong fucking domain. So even though the numbers went up on the screen live on television, they're saying... That it was their bad, and they did not mean for those numbers to be shown on well, the television. That just shows it's the whole thing's rigged to fuck. Something yeah, about dude, like, it that sounds is... like such bullshit, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Something about that feels weird. It feels why like they're like, oh, I don't know. Point. Yeah, why does it matter at that point? They got clearly, like, you have already admitted that his numbers match the numbers you posted. You should just give them money. Yeah, dude, at that point, like, that's You're not gonna his get it problem. Back. Like, it's not like the lottery yeah. runs out of money. They're going to send more. People are going to buy more tickets. In case tomorrow. you forgot, this is addictive. People won't yeah. stop doing it. Like, what are you talking about? And like, I think it would have been a huge PR move for them to be like, "Yeah, we fucked up, but this is the first time we fucked up. We're going to own it. It's a viable win." People would love that story. They'd go buy tickets. I just think they chose a really fucking shitty way to go about it. You know, and it makes me think that like you can't win because even if you win, they can just tell you. Oh, an intern fucked it up. You know, I had an uncle win the lottery once. Really? Tax-free million. So I'll never win. (laughs) Yeah, your your whole... There's no way. Every family member's social is is red. no fucking way. Nope. Nope. Now, I will say that Evan's lawsuit is based on an argument set on the precedent for this situation. Last November, the Iowa lottery posted the wrong Powerball numbers, citing a human reporting error. However... The Iowa Lottery um, only gave out $200. So it was a, they gave the guy his $200. So he's saying, because Iowa gave that guy his 200 for the error, I deserve my $300 million. Which I, I don't disagree. I don't think the amount means shit it, in this moment. It's starting to bother me that we have AI making art and not pulling the lotto numbers. So the, the shit like this doesn't fucking happen anymore. <laughs> like you know that like if ai did it though the algorithm would be set to no one to ever win maybe or unless you well it depends i don't really understand ai like that but if you just had it be random <sighs> it's basically here's know, the man. thing what's the difference between ai and rolling the ball dude <laughs> nothing at the end of the day because they can just they can just fake the balls too Thank like you. i'm not that's buying where that it's I not was just going. four balls in there yeah, yeah that's where i was going with this they have a fucking blower at the bottom that blows the right ball up the tube or whatever. Dude, you can't see all the different numbers on there. For all you know, like, it's just, like, four numbers in there over and over and over again. Holy you know what shit. I mean? That's a, that would be a good con. That's my whole thought process. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, dude. Uh, gamble at your own risk, folks. Dude, please gamble at your own risk. Here's the thing. And Playing I lotto, also... maybe not the move. You want to know You want to know a fun life hack, though? Uh-oh. I will say, I, w- I worked at the gas station for a couple of years there. I have uh, some experience in lotto shit. Um, yeah. 
I used to hate when motherfuckers would come in, though, dude. Motherfuckers would come in with, like, a ritualistic, like, load up. And you're like, I don't understand what the fuck you are saying to me. I just want to give a slight PSA that if you're one of the people that buys, like, more than two scratch-offs and then you scratch them all off in the front while people line up behind you. I like when they leave you. the scratch-off cocaine on the dust. The yeah, dust on the table. Yeah, don't even blow it off like the degenerate <laughs> asshole you are. But they leave you that little gambler's fuckboy table in the corner, right? And people still don't use it. They do it right at the counter, mm-hmm. and then there's 30 motherfuckers back there trying to buy a coffee who don't even gamble. And that's me. And get gas, and they're late. And that shit drives me nuts. That's real. Well, here's an M&B pro tip for gambling. You go to the same gas station, build a rapport with an employee there that you're friends with, a cashier, somebody that you can converse with and be friendly with. Start buying some scratch-offs and see if they'd be willing to tell you where in the roll they're at with the scratch-offs. You have a much higher likelihood in the middle of the roll to pull better numbers. Uh-oh. And they're numbered, the roll. So if you can figure out the manufacturer amount that they get versus what number you're sitting at. And I mean, different different lot of things come in different amounts. So you have to kind of figure out where in the roll you're at based on. So if you have somebody who works there, they'll know. They'll know the $2 roll comes in quantities of 500. And if you're at roll 178, you're you're pulling a better chance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, that's the best odds you're going to get, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's just it's it, it, all it does is increase your likelihood of pulling a better number. So okay, there you go. A little uh, nice. you know, these are the things. Gambling is all about like actually learning the system and how it works. So, well, I'm gonna give you another M and B fun fact. Okay, um, if there's a lizard out there called the Gila monster, Be- don't own it. Beautiful lizard. Don't bro. own it. Beautiful lizard. Dude, I will say before we start this story, this story came up. I was like, why would you own something that venomous? They, they they cute. They cute, bro. They cute. I mean, people they be cute. owning venomous creatures. I know. So a Colorado man has died this week. His name is Christopher Ward. He was bit by a venomous lizard known as the Gila Monster. Uh, according to Ward's girlfriend, he called 911 just before midnight on February 12th after she entered the room and saw that the reptile was latched onto Ward's hand. Now, by the time animal control was on the scene, they noted that Ward was showing symptoms, including vomiting several times. He passed out, and within a couple minutes, his breathing stopped. So I was like, holy shit, dude. These things are fucking venomous. Like, Yeah, you gotta God. be careful. Them and, uh, what are the other badass lizards that'll just eat anything? The fucking, uh... Oh, those big ones? Komodo dragons, yeah. Yeah, those things just are well, vicious. And they're venomous as shit, too, if I remember correctly. Well, I found out that these Gila monsters, they're like the most venomous reptile you can own in America, in North America. Yeah, they're they are a lot, dude. I mean, you got to be careful with handling these fuckers, dude. They're, they will get your ass. That's crazy, now, though. It's yeah. crazy that you're even able to... I mean, obviously, like people are going to get one no matter what they want. You know, like there are illegal yeah. animal trades all over the place. Certain states having different animal laws doesn't fucking help because some places are way more lax and they become like bastions of pulling in exotic animals and whatever. It's crazy. Don't even get me started on California. I found out this week that in California, if you, it is illegal to own a ferret and the vets and everything are fine with it. But if you get caught... They not only will euthanize your ferret regardless, they will charge you a thousand dollars to kill your. It's ferret. like that in New York City too. Crazy shit. Dude, they're ferrets. all neutered. Yeah, you can't it's have crazy. can't have ferrets in yeah. New York City. It's crazy. There's um there's wild laws about keeping animals. Obviously, you're probably aware of this, but in Texas, there's um they have like a livestock law that allows if you deem it livestock, you can keep it. So people have yep. like zebras and fucking kangaroos and all sorts of wild shit. <laughs> That's how Joe Exotic exploded, dude. Well, he was Florida, and they have similar weird. No, I mean it's same laws. Yeah. is what I'm saying. I think he's Florida, yeah. right? Or like some weird. He shit. He is Florida. Did you no, see that Florida. comment he left on MGK's post, dude? No. He said a couple of times. To- <laughs> <laughs> he said he's but MGK posted that picture of him all blacked out with his new tattoos, and yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, Joe yeah. Exotic commented on it, saying something like, uh. A couple of tigers, uh, you know, something else, and you're all mine. Like, horny as fuck for this dude. And you know, you know he's that his he's type. sitting in his jail cell, like, dick in hand. You know he's his fucking writing this. Big time his type, dude. And that's really funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's re- I thought he was dying, and here he is, like, alive, sending thirst trap messages on Instagram. I hope he gets what he wants at the end of the day. Well, 
moral of the story i was shocked because we kind of asked you kind of said the same thing that i asked myself which is like if a fucking lizard can bite you and by the time they get there you're dead um how is that legal and so the big (laughs) thing was it's not legal in the state of colorado first and foremost yeah okay but then i found out his excuse was or the girlfriend's excuse for him because he's dead as fuck right the girlfriend's excuse is that he bought them in another state where it was legal at a reptile expo. That's what I'm saying, right? dude. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so I asked myself, are these fucking crazy ass, cute, venomous killer monsters legal anywhere? And the answer might shock you. Probably. Um, yeah. I'll maybe take a look at these. Oh, yeah. I got stats for you. I Don't see worry. them here now. Yeah. 27 states are legal with a permit. And nine are legal with no permit at all. Like nine states, you can just raw dog these lizards in your life. Pause, Jesus Christ! Don't raw dog the lizards, dude. No, don't dude, do raw dog the lizards. No, dude, they don't even have. So, they have cloacas. You don't want that smoke, dude. <laughs> you don't even know what that is. You don't. I don't. I don't. Exactly. You didn't watch enough Steve Irwin. You didn't watch enough of the Eyewitness. No, because they made me freak out, dude. We talked about this. Babe, offline, how does it go but... again? The eyewitness. Oh, how does it go? The music is so good. I don't know because it gave me fear. Oh, do 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 I don't know why that came to me today. It came to me in such a Kelly helped singing singing the song for me. It really brought me into the zone of watching that. But yeah, that's uh. They, Gila Monster's probably in that bitch, dude. That's probably where I first heard it. Probably. The Gila Monster, dude. But the, yeah, these <sighs> things are scary. Don't fucking own venomous uh, guys, dude. I think that's terrifying. Dude, don't own this shit. Just leave it be. Like That's my whole thing. Just leave it the fuck be. Yeah, dude. I think that that's... Let it live in the wild. Yeah, I think that that's your best bet is to not take on these venomous creatures unless you're doing some sort of educational, you know what the fuck you're doing type beat. Like... Again, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Freedom to just get its lent. That's also natural selection, bro. I mean, it is what it is. True. Well, we're kind of talking about ethics. So I'm going to end the last <laughs> story of the night on another Please. ethics conundrum. You know, we okay? love it. We're, okay, we're getting so philosophical on episode 15. A little bit. A little philosophical. That's right. probably be the name of this episode. Like philosophical right. something. Philosophical venom. Maybe, we turn into a deep podcast. Now we're deep. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're, we're introspective. You got to lock in for this one, guys. Okay. All right. So now some may call our man here an inside trader. Okay. But at some point in the world, we are forced to live in every single day. I would argue that this is actually probably the most resourceful thing I've seen since COVID. Okay. Oh, uh, Tyler Loudon of Houston, Texas has been charged with insider trading after making $2.37 million over the past few years, listening to his wife's remote calls as she worked from home. This now, is true insider now, trading. Right? This is like the most legit insider trading you can have. Technically, right? if she's on speaker, is this illegal or? I mean, is it her? I think it's her fault, right? Now they're saying it is illegal. So, uh, Loudon, this guy, his name was Tyler Loudon, and Loudon's wife was a merger and acquisitions manager for the oil and gas company BP. Okay. You know what that stands for? British Petroleum. No. Brandon began. Let's go, Brandon. That's what that stands for. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. British Petroleum. Petro. So she had been working for BP to finalize the company's acquisition of something known as Travel Centers, which was an Ohio based full service truck stop and travel center company so my guess is is they buy it out and then they exclusively funnel the gas into it okay right um now right before bp made a public announcement about the acquisition in february loudon decided to purchase forty six thousand four hundred and fifty shares of travel center stock without his wife's knowledge holy shit brah he fucking really he went for it did he fucking Went yeah. for it. He wasn't it, very dude. sly about it. That's kind of the problem. No, and like you know that this is going to pop on the. I SEC's guess neither radar. is Nancy Pelosi, though. So you know, I guess you kind of have to be brash when you're insider trading. Now, 
You really do. You just got to do it out in the open a little bit. You got to do it and say, yeah, I did that shit. Kind of. I mean, that's kind of the vibes from the most successful ones that I can tell. Now, upon completion of the merger last week, the stock jumped 71% in which he sold all 46,450 shares for $2.37 million in profit. He ain't got no... Not total, in profit. Jesus. He ain't got no diamond hands, that's for sure, dude. He's out no, here fucking... No, and he did it... Selling. He did it like such an asshole, dude. Like, you know you're gonna get caught doing this like this. It's you know amateur I mean? shit at the end of the day. This, yeah. is, this is how people get caught. But I will say at the same time, this is taking advantage of what's provided, you know? Um, and so Loudon eventually did confess to his wife about buying and selling the stock, which is such a pussy move. He reportedly said he made the illegal move so she would not have to work long hours at her job, which sounds to me like one of those I'm trying to make up for it now scenarios, yeah. you know? Like, I'm just, I just didn't want you to have to work anymore. Um, wow, so nice. She re- but... She didn't take it that way. She reported her husband to BP, and they fired her ass. So, fuck her. Um, Wait, she despite... reported him, and then she got fired. She got laid the fuck off. That's yeah. what you get for ratting, bitch. The hell's wrong Absolutely. with Absolutely. Um, no, disres- so- no disrespect, but you work for an oil and gas company, so I might shit on you just slightly. Like, just for fun, you know what I mean? Just as a bit. You know, I don't, you know a job's a job, let's be real. But I look yeah. at it, and I go, you might get, you might get a joke just for that. You might get a joke just for working for the oil and gas company. Why not? Just a little bit. So she did file for divorce after getting fired from her job and move out. But I just want to wrap this up by saying I really feel like Loudon didn't do anything wrong. And he was just being, you know, resourceful in a new time. He's looking at what our our fine leaders in the Congress and the Senate are doing. And he's trying to replicate their, their great successes. And I don't blame him. You know, everybody should have a chance at insider trading. It shouldn't just be the ones who are directly involved in the uh, NVIDIA stock. <laughs> it shouldn't it shouldn't be directly involved with, uh, you know, here's the thing, dude. I feel like a lot of uh, insider trading happens mostly behind closed doors. Um, but in this scenario, I look at it and I go, he thought he was keeping it behind closed doors, but he wasn't able to pull it off. So... You know, he was looking a little too obvious, if you ask me. Yeah, I think he kind of really fucked this whole thing up. And then, you know, at the end he of the day, he thought he was being slick. He really did. This is the problem. The average. <laughs> this pe- is what those movies make people think they're smarter this than they are. This is what insider you know? trading looks like when you don't have, uh, when you're not already paying some person like six figures to also advance your finances and tell to you what to do. It for you secretly every day and move your money out of the country. This is why poor, yeah. like, you know, as much as I love to see poor people also manipulate the stock market, like, you know, with the GameStop shit and stuff like that, it's like, at the end of the day, you won't have that luxury unless you are able to stay organized for a very long period of time. And that... Absolutely. That's... At the, at the state we're currently in, I'm not seeing that as a possibility, so don't start getting too big for your britches and thinking you can play with the big boys, because... Here's the thing. You will get burned. You don't, They'll knock you the fuck you out. You don't get they a don't chance care. to rub shoulders with those people and play their game. No. They kick you right out. Yep. And um, so at the end of the day, with that being said, like, if you have an opportunity to steal money like that from major corporations, do it. But don't do it like a fucking asshole where everyone knows you did it, you know? You and it was super obvious. Pull it off. If you're going to pull it, if you're going to do it, pull it off. I want to... <laughs> I don't even want to hear about it. Just steal their money. Absolutely. But respect. Well, I will say at this point, that is all the stories we have for today. So, Brandon, anything you want to say to play us out, babe, before we wrap up episode 15? Oh, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. You know, I love it. I love sharing the hour with everybody. I love that we've been going over the hour for these episodes, too. It's been fun. Um, we're building. We're we're building up tolerance to stay on the mic longer and longer. Yeah, well, we're working on you know, just trying to trying to provide more content to the listener, which is why everybody should yeah. go and check out the new episode of CNC. Whether you check it out in the podcast main feed, which is where it's going to debuting when the new episodes come out, as well as YouTube for our debut episode where we filmed like a full multi cam Joe Rogan ass looking 
podcast thanks to hunter and all his fucking hard work yeah, also so. shout out chap yeah. i know he'll hear this eventually shout out, shout out chap again Truly. i shouted him out on the instagram post but like if anyone needs work when it comes to like recording a podcast or doing like work like he's done our logos and stuff like that be sure to check him out we've tagged him on that post yeah, we've and got him. Find him we've there. got your guy if you need a guy we've got your plug for that shit boys big time but yeah i just want to say go check that out we put a lot of work into it and we're pretty proud of it so you know just Spread the word and definitely check out. We're trying to go live on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe to YouTube. We want to go live and have some people come in and hang out with us, so look out. You know those are always coming out on Wednesdays. No questions yep. asked, so if you're bored on a Wednesday, which a lot of people do get bored on the Wednesdays, you can come hang out with us. We segue your hump day in the night, you know? Yeah, we'll just we'll hump you into the night. We'll hump you into the night, yeah, absolutely. Big time. Also, everybody go watch uh, Shane Gillis on SNL tonight, big time. Uh, Dude, I'm so fucking excited <laughs> to watch Shane Gillis I know nobody's like actually. Hours. This is actually probably going to debut in a minute around the time. You know, this is probably going to debut. <laughs> like 20 minutes before. Similar, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're not going to hear this, but I hope it, I hope it goes well. I know it's not going to be what anybody wants because it's not going to be funny enough or irreverent enough for anybody i don't know or whatever but we call it a victory lap in uh the year of 2024 and beating the allegations and 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 it's not so much a nefarious one i there are nefarious instances of this where i go i don't want this person to beat the allegations don't get me wrong this is not a blanket statement endorsing beating the allegations i don't want people to take it that way i just am noticing the vibe shift we're calling it like yeah, we, we see we it. We literally talked about it all year. We're calling so. it like we see it, is all I'm saying. I'm just reporting what I see here on the news. The MB Weekly News Show. So, I love that. thanks for listening, folks. And, uh, you know, deuces, I guess. Deuces!